Would you tell somebody you're vegan on the first date? Or would you wait a while? I feel like you'd have to because it would dictate kind of like where you're going and what you're eating, right? Um, a couple of things with this question was like, one, she said specifically red meat. Um, if you have somebody who's eating, you know, wants red meat every day, I mean, that's pretty specific. That feels like a deal breaker. Every, but every day, though? Yeah, that I mean, feels like a deal breaker for me personally because, I mean, that's so like, is lot. chicken not even an option? Or no, like, is, there, is there a day we can have fish? I mean, so. It's beef, lamb, beef, not even pork. <laughs> Since I we mean, know it's a white meat. Every day, yeah. I mean, it's just like, I feel like that would be out of integrity with my vegan, my plant-based morals. Yeah. Like, there's just a real incompatibility here. And and it's like, what happens when an unstoppable object meets an unmovable object? Yeah. Welcome to The Jealous Vegan, a podcast about healthy eating, habit change, and the hurdles we all need help overcoming. I'm Jennifer Hunley, co-founder of The Jealous Vegan, also known as The Voice. Today we are joined by April Cunningham, co-founder of The Jealous Vegan, health and life coach, also known as The Influencer. Lisa Carter, founder of Kinetic Fitness, also known as The Balancer. Today we're gonna take a break from our standard format and instead of focusing on one topic, we're gonna answer some questions from the audience. So for those of you who sent us questions via Instagram, we really appreciate that. And today you're gonna get to hear our responses. So we're gonna ask April to be our questionator or moderator and, and give us the first question. What are your thoughts about combining plant-based and a keto diet for a short period? And this comes to us from Stitch Niche. Hope I said that right, sorry if I did it. Stitch Maybe niche. Stitch Niche. Yeah. yeah, Stitch Niche. There you are. <laughs> there you are. Sorry, love. <clears throat> All right, he wants to take that one. Hmm. <laughs> I'm waiting for April to be like, no! Well, I mean, you guys know how I feel about a keto diet. I you just, love it? It's fine. It, it's fine for a very short period of time, but I don't understand. I'm not even sure how that would work. Like, yeah. high fat, like... And low carb. And low carb. And plants are ca are carbs, so... Yeah, but not all plants are higher in carbs. So something like carrots or corn are higher carbs or potatoes than like broccoli or spinach or even cauliflower, right? So I think, I think there are um, high value and low value vegetables within a keto environment. I just feel like that could be more restriction than maybe you need. Um, because what I'm wondering is, like, how do you find the balance if you're doing low-carb? Um, I guess you could do all, like, vegetables and kind of no starches, but... Would that eliminate... But also no meat, so... And no eggs right, and that, no cheese. Would that eliminate things, something like that could be high in protein, like uh, quinoa? Mm, that's a good question. I'm not yeah. sure how many carbs, but probably pretty carb-rich food there. Probably. Yeah, yeah. and just, what would be the idea of it? Like, what would be the purpose? That's the question I would have. It's like, why would you want to do that? Just to combine it, or is there an overall goal? Well, what, what do most people... Accomplish. Why do most people do a keto diet to begin with? Lose weight, right? I think so. I mean, there are other benefits, right? So it, it originated with um, helping to 
stop epileptic seizures in children who were drug resistant. So I think there are some brain, the reasons, you know, and that fat fuels your brain um, better, I would say, mm-hmm. than, than carbohydrates with no crash. So I think there are other reasons, but I think typically people do it to lose weight. Mm-hmm. So I guess if you want it to spark quick weight loss and not um, compromise on your no animal products, that would be the way to do it, but I think it'd be very difficult because the things that vegans typically eat, even things that are natural that are not processed, have a lot of carbs, like beans. Yeah, yeah that's a beautiful thing about, I think, a plant-based diet is that, you know, we associate low-carb diets with quick weight loss, but um, the plant-based lifestyle, which is good for us holistically in terms of fiber and moving things along and overall reducing the um, the, uh, per, the, the what's the word? probability of high blood pressure and cholesterol and mm-hmm. that kind of thing um, is high carb. That plant-based diet is high carb by definition. Um, I, and I feel like if you wanted to make a, if that's the, if the goal was to have a quick weight loss, um, uh, quickly get to low weight loss and then and for a short period, I feel like you could do it on plant-based I also feel like if your goal is to lose a lot of weight or lose even some weight over a short period of time, as soon as you drop the keto and you put the carbs back into your diet, you're coming right back. You're coming right back. So I don't, it's not sustainable, I don't think. Um, And it might even be counterproductive depending on what your goal is. Um, But I mean, if you're looking to, shed a couple of pounds before you go to the beach and you don't care about, you know, once you come back, maybe picking up the extra weight or... So it kind of just depends on what you're using it for and, you know, how how long maybe you want the desired outcome to last or uh, what's going to be your plan after that, you know, after you do the plant-based and keto. Like, what, what are you going to do after that? Because um, otherwise, it might be kind of pointless. I feel like combining, I agree, Lily, and we talked about this in our keto episode, um, that keto might work for some people, but in a very short period of time, it's not meant to be sustained. It's not meant to be a long-term life plan, right? Um, And I feel like combining plant-based and keto requires a lot of emotional and mental effort and lots Mm -hmm. of planning. Like, I don't know. I feel like it would be stressful. I said the same thing about the keto diet. I just feel like it would be stressful (laughs) for me. And again, not one size fits all everybody, but I just feel like you have to even more so be strategic about what you're eating. If you're trying to, you know, get lots of fat and also lots of plant-based and Hey, I I stand by what I said before person, you know, just personally. And as a coach, a health coach that just like, it sounds stressful. And I feel like if you're stressed <laughs> to eat, you're, you got to stress on your plate. That's stress intercepts the digestive response. You, yes. I feel like it's counterproductive to Lisa's point, like for a different re- kind of reason, you're, you're stressed just trying to figure out what to eat mm-hmm. and don't have a family. So I, you know, <laughs> I think it's, um, it's probably very similar to trying to be plant-based and gluten-free. It is, it is, you are, you are taking basically two restrictive things and making both of them more restrictive. Mm-hmm. And so you you take these two things and kind of overlay them and you're only eating like what's in the center of the Venn diagram. And it can be, I think, probably problematic. The reason that I 
am curious about the person's, um, like why they're interested in doing it is what I like about the keto diet is that it takes people back to whole foods and away from processed foods. Because when you think about most people, you know, you could be a vegan and eat Oreos and French fries all the time. And that's not healthy. So uh, the thing I like about keto is that the emphasis is on real food. Mm -hmm. Um, so if, if you could take some of those principles and combine them with plant-based, I think that would be probably a long-term strategy for healthier living. Yeah. yeah, that's a good point. I hadn't considered that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Thank you. <laughs> mm -hmm. Next question. Here we go. What is the best source of plant-based protein from Mitchell SNFL? Yeah, I mean... I we all, sorry, we all looked at Lisa like, Lisa, <laughs> you want to take that one? <laughs> because she talked about it, right? We had the, the, the plant-based, uh, sorry, Leela, just to intercept you for a second. The episode, plant-based. Um, well, where do I get my protein? Where do I get my protein episode? We talked about this too. Yeah, um, I don't know if there's a, a best um, because, you know, some people say beans or uh lentils or sources like that but then you have people who don't who don't eat those types of things so i think just being aware of like the things that you like to eat and what could be a good source of protein for you is is the key um i mean yeah it's people like all sorts of stuff um i'm trying to think my favorite is avocados avocado but see, some people would say, well, that's not a sufficient source. It's not, you know, you don't get enough, right? So it just, it depends. I like beans, but then people are like, I get sick of eating beans. Or um, I know, Jen, you have a bean intolerance. So then that gets a little bit dicey. Um, but that's, I mean, I like beans. <laughs> I, I, I like, I, I, we have to, when I hear this question, what is the best source of plant-based protein? The first thing that comes up to me, well, it depends on your biology, what's best for you. Like, I personally think that the best plant-based protein for my body is quinoa. I love that stuff, but it has to be prepared properly because if it's just plain quinoa, it's just, it, Buggy. it just, yeah, it's just weird. <laughs> it needs to be mixed with something. It exactly. Like it looks like yeah. bug eggs. Yeah, and it has I a strange texture. hate quinoa. I hate I like it. it. I don't. I'm a texture person, oh. and so that I can move up. Mm -mm. Just like I don't eat um like the raw one sushi. It's like oh, a yeah. weird thing in my mouth. So I never eat quinoa. I can't get past the texture. I don't care how you cook it. So you know. So I think that's the point, right? You're like quinoa. I'm like beans. You know. I don't eat quinoa. And Jen, Jen doesn't, doesn't eat avocado. beans. Yeah. <laughs> she right. says avocado. So depends on who oh, you are. It, it definitely absolutely depends on your biology. I will say this. If you put uh, butternut squash or sweet potatoes, if you roast either of those and add it to some quinoa with some olive oil, it's pretty good. It's pretty good. Yeah, unless you're a texture person like yeah, Leela. And then it's like... So right. you don't eat banana pudding? Or didn't used to eat banana pudding? Mm -mm. Mm. Jello. Yeah. No, I can always tell when Lila puts Ooh, the, okay. the, the texture's not right. Because <laughs> her face immediately, there's like a gag reflex where she's just like... like and I'm like, please don't do it at the table. Return to please. center. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. Like, no, it, it, no. It, it just will not go down. Oh, like, it's terrible. No, my mouth is immediately like, Bleh. no. <laughs> there are two things. So I don't, I don't count protein just like April doesn't want to count carbs. But there are two things I eat consistently that 
I am full for a long period of time thereafter. So one would be avocado toast. Mm -hmm. Um, Shout out to Bread Seriously for the awesome gluten-free bread that I have right now. If you haven't seen our post on Instagram, go back to the Jealous Vegan um, feed and you can check out my love affair with this bread. It's so, so good. Um, But the other thing is apples with any kind of nut butter. So I like the nutso nut butter. Um, I think I get it at Costco. But even just regular almond butter, or I'm sure peanut butter is the same. Um, When I eat that, like, I'm good for some time. So I'm I'm sure that's the protein of those things that's holding me over. Mm -hmm. And I like that David's bread, which has the the extra, the seed bread. It has, like, 5 grams of protein and 21 grams of, you know, fiber or something um so yeah <laughs> not quite 21 grams <laughs> not quite <laughs> no it does have 21 grams of something but i can't remember what it, that thing is right now but it's right on the label yeah um but five grams of protein per slice is pretty good five yeah. or six is like really good and yeah. people when we talk about best um the best source of plant-based protein i feel like we have to talk about um those the, the, the sneaky ways you can get protein. Like yeah, if you have probably. a sandwich with that bread, that's 10 grams of protein you yeah. just got before you even put on any, you know, Anything. plant-based meat or well, avocado or avocado or you know, spinach, even yeah. whatever you put on yeah. it, you already got 10 grams. Yeah. So, and I'm interested, even when you were talking about the best, the best source is that in terms of how much you're getting, um, or the best highest tasting. source, best <laughs> right. tasting, uh, right. easiest to get. Right. Um, what are Most we talking digestible. about in terms of yeah, best? So yeah, very subjective word, but yeah. Hopefully, so. we answered it from the perspective of what we like to eat, yeah. Yeah. and then what what fills us and fuels us. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I would encourage um, anyone looking to answer this question for themselves personally is explore a lot of plant-based protein. Like just taste everything, go exploring and you'll figure out what's best for you. Right. Even protein shakes. Like we, we have our favorites, but like just go exploring, go on on an adventure and your body will tell you what it likes. I'm so glad you reminded me. So my favorite uh, protein, plant-based protein is Koya, K-O-I-A. Um, they have it at Whole Wegmans, Foods, right? Whole Foods. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've seen it in a couple of grocery stores now. So they have a new line called Koya Keto. And so they have more fat and more protein and f- even fewer carbs, although they only have, I don't know, like like four grams of, of carbs, net carbs. But um, And taste? So the first one I got, I didn't like. I can't remember which, which flavor it was. But the other day, I had the chocolate brownie, and it was awesome. Okay. Hmm. And it's still plant-based protein. I thought you didn't like chocolate. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> okay. This was tolerable, though. Okay. I mean, right. was it sweet? Um, no. I mean, I don't find any of them to be Overly very sweet. sweet yeah. But, yeah, I mean, because it's also quote-unquote keto, it has less sugar mm-hmm. than, than their typical blend, which I like the coconut almond one usually, which is not, not, not overly sweet in my mind. So, I ask um, for our audience benefit because I know you have a very low tolerance for sugar. So I wondered. Like, oh, it's not very sweet, no. It's mm-hmm. like it was like drinking a light chocolate milk. Okay. Mm-hmm. It's pretty good. Yeah. I've had them before. They are my go-to when I need to grab something. I'm going mm-hmm. somewhere to a convention or something, and I just don't want to think about lunch. So I can grab a protein shake. It'll stay stable till lunch, and those are my go-to. 
but I haven't tried the um, keto. I just real talk. I have a real visceral reaction to keto. I'm just like no keto. I don't have any. I don't have any time <laughs> for keto. No keto. I don't care <laughs> about keto. keto. <laughs> Get me out of here. I, I, yeah, exactly. Eject me. Eject. Eject. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Next question. <laughs> Uh, how does a devout vegan approach a date who wants, who has daily needs or wants daily meals with red meat from Lady VMM? Dating so, and vegan. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's yeah. like, would you tell somebody you're vegan on the first date or would you wait a while? I feel like you'd have to because it would dictate kind of like what, where you're going and what you're eating, mm-hmm. right? Um, a couple of things with this question was like one she said specifically red meat um, if you have somebody who's eating you know wants red meat every day I mean that's pretty specific that feels like a deal breaker every, but every day though yeah that I mean, feels like a deal breaker for me personally because I mean that's like a is lot. chicken not even an option or no, like is, there, is there a day we can have fish I mean so it's beef lamb beef not even pork since we know it's a white meat every day I mean that's just like I feel like that would be out of integrity with my vegan my plant based morals like there's just a real incompatibility here and and it's like what happens when an unstoppable object meets an unmovable object yeah there is yeah there is no progress that happens so it's funny because she she used the word devout and so I immediately thought of a religious person Mm -hmm. and it's like would you marry somebody of a different religion because that's probably ripe for some you know, issues and challenges. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I think the same thing would apply if somebody were, and it depends on what she means by devout. So, you know, are you opposed to all animal products or are you just choosing not to eat them yourself? Because if you're totally against them, how are you going to prepare food for somebody every Mm -hmm. day that goes against your ethics? Yeah. I I mean, the the things that I really was, stood out for me was every day (laughs) and specifically red meat. And yes, to this person that is devout and being vegan, these are like very strong opposites. Right. Polarizing. Um, Yeah. Yeah. yeah, points. Probably not a, it's probably not going to be so great. But how, but how quickly (laughs) do you tell, right? Like how quickly do you tell somebody like, you know, if you, you meet somebody, just speak for the women's pers- woman perspective, because I'm a female, I meet somebody, you know, whatever. <laughs> like, how quickly do you tell somebody? Um, yeah, so I don't eat that, and I don't eat that. I'm I mean, saying, I feel like come out the gate with it. And especially if you're talking know. about... But especially, <clears throat> she used the word devout. Like, she so did. this is like a thing in your life. I mean, when do you start Basically non-negotiable, with, right? Yeah, it's non-negotiable. Now, see, this, so the other thing that I thought about was... It, is this somebody that you've already been dating? Like, what happens if you maybe are even married and you decide that you want to go or vegan need to. or need to, and then your mate doesn't, and then how do you navigate that if they're used to eating a particular way? And I think that that's maybe a conversation that needs to be had between two people um, to figure out how you guys are going to navigate that part. But if this is like a first date and I'm not that invested in you, well, then, you know, plenty of fish. <laughs> I'm just saying, <laughs> and a lot of them don't need red meat every day. So fact, I don't think fish eat red meat ever. Right? Exactly. <laughs> oh, that was funny, Lisa. Um, so I don't know. I was thinking about it in the kind of like when do you bring it up? And so I was thinking, like, when do I tell somebody that I can't have kids? <laughs> <laughs> 
You know, it's like to me, it's not the same thing because that's clearly a very personal thing. Ooh, yeah, I was like, whoa, Jen, you just. But you also, I, I've also said to myself, like, do you want somebody? How far do you want to get into a relationship before you introduce something that could be a deal breaker for the other person? Mm-hmm. And then they're like, but I already love you. And wait, what do you mean you can't have my babies? And I don't, I don't understand. Like, why wouldn't you tell me that? So, you know, I feel yeah. like you, I don't know what the answer to that question is. No. I, my personal feeling as someone who um, was married, I, I feel like if you, one thing I remember very well about being married is that if you cannot compromise, mm-hmm. if the two of you cannot find a way to forward together where you can both have your needs met um, and feel good about the compromise that you made or whatever, um, if you can't come together and really find a way forward together, that's a major deal breaker. That's like something that's going to constantly be coming up in any long-term relationship. Okay, so I want this and you want this. Can we find some way in the middle or am I willing to compromise and satisfy Mm -hmm. you? Mm -hmm. Or um, are you willing to compromise and satisfy me? It's that constant. um, It's it's not a struggle, but it definitely is like um, a a, a way. It's it's a way of, of building your life with someone and you do have to figure out how you're going to do that together. And if you are dead set on meat, meat is a huge thing. There's going to be so many <laughs> everyday right. issues that need to be addressed. And if you're a devout vegan with a devout meat eater, like why have that kind of drama yeah. all out the gate? Like just, just clear that up. That's not going to work. <laughs> yeah. And I was thinking when you were talking is, um, you know, the food that you eat, that's like an everyday conflict. You know, if, right. you got, if you can't, you know, it'd be, it, I feel like it would even maybe be different if it was like, you know, something that you don't agree on that comes up every once in a while. But you guys are fighting over food every day. And then it's a daily requirement. Every day. <laughs> or feeling resentful that yes. I'm making this thing every day and I totally disagree. Or you making me this thing and I don't want it. This That, that resentment mm-hmm. over something that has to happen every single day in a relationship, mm. it's a deal breaker. Like, deal why breaker. even start? Yeah. So yeah. I think we were voting that that's an incompatibility that probably shouldn't be overlooked if you're still dating. Yeah. It's different if well, you're already married. And she said approach a date. So I think I had in my head like first date. <laughs> Yeah. Um, and you find this out and you're just like, oh, okay. Yep. Like Lila said, plenty of fish. Okay, yeah. cool. Great. So I, I mean, I'm I ordering know. everything on the menu and I'm getting out of here. <laughs> great. No. Well, I won't call you back. That's <laughs> great. Thanks. Dinner on you. Lovely. Lila's but I just got plants. It's not even that expensive. <laughs> right. Gangsta. Yeah. That girl is gangsta. Love you. Uh. Leave him, Lisa. Uh, man. From, uh, who's newly married? Right. The married one now. <laughs> you should ask your husband how he feels about all that. <laughs> It's better if I don't. Yeah. <laughs> Let's not get him involved. You know. Um, so I, I, so I, I go back to the how early do you say something, right? So do you? So personally, I don't know that I would say something on the first date or approaching the first date because I don't want to be persnickety. Like I am persnickety about lots of stuff, and that's gonna come up. I don't want to just add. I don't pile on. But why not? Turn down for what? He needs to see that <sighs> off the gate. Yeah. Right. Out the gate. Like I mean, and I, I honestly, I don't think you could hide it because I've seen you at dinner, and I know. Or, or, <laughs> you know what I mean? Thanks, like, thanks. Thanks. No, I don't mean that in a bad way, but it's just like you do have requirements, like real requirements, and I don't think you could hide it. I think as soon as you're like, yeah, can you put the dressing on the side? And does this have gluten? And does this? Have... And he would be like, okay, so. Do you have dietary restrictions? If he's smart and he's he's paying attention, do you have dietary restrictions? I do. 
and I don't eat this, and I don't like beans. I have a lot of allergies. I don't. Not, I, <laughs> I'll email you later. Don't yeah. worry. I'll send yeah. you my list if right. we get that far. If we get yeah. to like day two, I'll tell you what I don't like. So you know, just so you can know. And I was like that at dinner the other night. I had a business dinner in uh, St. Louis, and kind of the same thing. And it was it was weird. It was like five white men and me, and they were all older, all married, all have kids. So a lot of the conversation was just like not anything that I felt the need to contribute to. But when we, he was like, okay, let's get a couple of appetizers for the table. Oh, and I wasn't drinking and everybody else, of course, you know, it was wine down Wednesday. So like half price bottles of wine were just flowing. And so he's like, let's get some appetizers. And I'm like, he's like, so Jen, what is it that you don't eat? I was like, no, 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 please, please don't make any choices based on what you think I can and cannot consume because it's just, like, just order what you guys would like. I'm not going to. Um, but he, but when, of course, when the appetizers came, he was like, oh, I just feel so bad. And so I don't, I don't want, I don't want pity on the yeah. first date, you know? So I, I would find some way to work around it that I don't think I would say something. Yeah, I, I'm, I posit that I don't think you could hide. If he pays attention, yeah. and gentlemen who are listening, the most important thing you can do on, especially on a first date is really pay attention that that applies throughout life in any relationship pay attention attention, especially on a first date and throughout yeah uh no that's right i mean that's what that's what i I say i don't think you could hide it i think ultimately if he's really paying attention and if he's not cool uh like lila said order everything on the menu and (laughs) thank you thank you for your drink yeah so um gentlemen how about you take me out on a date and then we'll see how I do. Okay. Okay. Well, you know what? Just kidding. That was kind of a commercial, wasn't it? Like, okay. <laughs> let's, see, let's see who's right here. Is April right or is Jennifer right? Stay tuned. Mm-hmm. Next week we'll find out. Only one way to find out. But you know the thing I'm is. I'm be mortified. <laughs> All of us would be mortified. Like, you're just going over into people. Um, I was going to say, I wonder if guys would have as much hesitation or, you know, because clearly this person, you know, before you've approached the first date that he wants red meat every single day because... He said it out loud, apparently, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know if guys approach it the same way that we do, where we're like, don't know if I should order that, don't know if we should. You know, guys are like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Give me all the steak. I eat nothing but steak. No vegetables, you know. But- uh, I'm, I met someone recently, uh, my husband's cousin, who made a joke about like, yeah, no, I never eat vegetables. But it wasn't really a joke. Like, <laughs> he never eats vegetables, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and had no problem saying that. Like, vegetables are for women. And... And wow. and I think that there's a different see and this is Ooh, and this goodness. is <laughs> Oh goodness, that could be a whole another episode right what, there. Ooh, but goodness. I was gonna say, this is the thing. This is the underlying parts of when somebody says something like, I have to have red meat every day. There's an underlying kind of maybe mindset or attitude there. Mm, absolutely. Of the like, yeah, like that you need to be very uh, aware to because what they're saying. It is a lot more than what they're saying um, <laughs> in that in that statement altogether. So mm-hmm. that's something to also think about. Which speaks to ladies on a first date. Pay attention. Pay attention. <laughs> and throughout, pay attention because the uh, the signs that you're seeing, yeah, those are really there. Yeah, I was. 
Yeah, that's what I was thinking is that people are always trying to tell you who they are. We don't listen. Yep. We don't listen. Yeah. We don't want to. Next question. That okay. was good. That okay. was good. Um, thank you, Lady VMM. Okay. Does being a vegan or plant-based guarantee weight loss? <laughs> Tie-dye no. diva. And if not, what are some strategies? First of all, no, clearly, because I'm sure anybody can probably name some entirely plant-based people who are not slender. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I mean... I was going to make a fat joke. Um, actually, you know, <laughs> is that like black the people? audience couldn't see you, but you were like pointing to self? I just yeah, yeah, call yeah. that out. Like, and we Leela and I are just like, oh my god, we're shaking our head. <laughs> they can't see it. No, no, be, but I was in a, I was on a different business trip recently in Dallas, and, <laughs> and I was, it's like my whole life right now. And so this, uh, we were talking about our former, the former CEO of the company that I work for. And he he was vegan, and it was, but he was not a small person, right? He was actually I would like portly is the word I would think of when yeah. I would go to describe him. And so one of the guys in the van was like, he's like, <laughs> yeah, he said he was a, supposedly a vegan. I don't know, looking at him though. And so I think that there is this like mentality that if you're vegan, you're supposed to be small, and that's. Like, if you could listen to probably any episode that we've recorded, I mention the fact that that's, like, a thing, you know? Yeah. And that being a not small person and being, like, the one with all the dietary restrictions is kind of like, ugh, this kills me. Anyway, yeah. back to the question. Yeah. The answer's no. So then what yeah. are the tips that we would offer? Well, wait. Leela wanted to weigh in here. Well, I was just going <laughs> to... Weigh in. No, oh. no. In line with... <laughs> Pun not intended. intended. Yeah. Not intended. <laughs> Kindly look. Weigh in. It's your fight and weight. <laughs> you in the one, you know, 120 class or what? This is turning us up now. Uh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, in line with um, Jen's uh, thought or comment is um, people are always trying to get around just diet and exercise. You know, it's like, if I do this thing, is it going to make me skinny or if I you know drink this cayenne pepper and lemon juice is that good you know it's like mm -hmm. exercise is a great tool you gotta use it um boring <laughs> not boring hard right it's yeah. hard but I mean what's harder to get up and go to the gym or to constantly feel like you're never where you want to be you know mm. like it's a good way to look at it what is harder so I think a balanced diet, working out. And that doesn't mean that necessarily you're hitting the gym like every day, but being more active and, and controlling all the different variables that contribute to size. I think that's what works. And size, a person's weight, I agree, Leila. The, a person's weight is a um, reflection of so many factors mm -hmm. that's happening with a person, their mm -hmm. stress level, their diet, their movement um, that they get, um, you know, what's happening for them in so many areas of life. The, the word that triggers me in this question is guarantee. There's mm -hmm. no guarantee. No guarantee. Um, yeah. And you guys know that. Death in Texas. I'm the, I'm the high priestess of listen to your body. Absolutely. And I, I just feel like your body knows where it's supposed to be when you give it what it's supposed mm -hmm. to have. And when you are aligned to your body, 
your body's biology by giving it what feels good and also getting the proper amount of movement to your point, Lisa, like exercise is hard. It feels like a task sometimes, but in fact, movement then yeah. while your body's more than 70% water, what happens when the water doesn't move? Stinks. It gets stagnant. So yeah. just get some movement and your body will tell you like, yes, I like that. And you'll feel better and you'll sleep better and you'll feel more energized. Mm-hmm. That's the stuff that gets you to the place where you want to be. And the size part is where we, or the weight loss part mm-hmm. is where we, society imposes rules that do are one size fits all, which is very, very, very unfair. Yeah. Because also I think that some people are just, I mean, if you set yourself to the standards of around you, I mean, some people are just never going to look like another person, you know? And so it's not fair to, you know... I've seen people who, to me, I'm like, you look fine. And they're just like, no, I'm too big. But yeah, because you're looking at this other person that. Kate Moss. Totally different genetics and frame and everything. So, um, yeah, I think that idea of size and being fixated on it. I also think sometimes when people get like really crazy about it, it's like when people are trying to have a baby and then they can't have a baby because they're like focused mm. on having a baby. I think sometimes it works the same with like weight loss or whatever. But it's interesting. You, yeah. you get fixated that that last it, five pounds, you... the last 10 pounds is mm-hmm. stuck. It's like focus on. But I did want to say, oh, go, go ahead, Jen. Go ahead, Jen. I was just gonna, I know that Tie-Dye Diva is a fan and I don't want to uh, skip past answering the question. So, one of the things that I was thinking of is what do people do and when they approach a plant-based diet that can be problematic for losing weight? So I think one of the first things people sometimes fail to do is to eat enough protein so they never really get satisfied, which means they end up consuming more calories than they would if they were on some other kind of eating plan. So that's the first thing I would say. Make sure that you get sufficient protein that is satisfying and filling so that you don't feel deprived and continue to eat past the point of actually satisfying your hunger. Can I add to that? People, we have protein, we talked about this, as the almighty ingredient, but also fiber. Yes. Lots of fiber, broccoli. These things have protein, Mm -hmm. and the fiber keeps Mm -hmm. people full for longer. So you can have less less protein, fewer protein, or fewer, less protein in a meal, but if it's high fiber, you're going to stay full longer. Yes. The other thing is, I think sometimes when people think plants, they think salads. And that can be somewhat demoralizing over time because you just get maybe tired of eating salads. And so I think having a well-rounded, or I think Lisa mentioned balanced approach to all sorts of foods that hit hit the you know satisfaction level right i want it to be yummy and be decadent in some sense or sometimes make sure that you have a variety of ways to prepare vegetables so that they are satisfying so for me like if i saute or steam something it's just okay but if i roast it it's like that much better Uh, so understanding what that is for you and, and what your taste buds require so that you can eat real foods and not rely on processed foods I think those are two things that will help you to lose weight um, while while maintaining a plant-based lifestyle. Yeah. There are two things I want to add to that. Um, food combining is one. Um, it's well known that beans and rice, for example, together um, 
uh, provide the complete amino profile that you need, all the protein that you need, uh, the amino profile for life. So those two foods are to taken together become like this superfood. And not only is it high in fiber, good source of protein, and then you got all the um, the nutrient, the amino acids that you need, right? Amino profile, not pro- maybe not saying that entirely correct, but the idea of food combining to help um, keep a person satiated longer um, and beautiful word. allowing them to, allowing you to not feel like you're eating every two hours, right? Um, the other thing I was going to say is eating more veggies, um, not just eating a salad, but um, one thing that people report to me when I'm health coaching or talking with fam- friends or family, whatever, is that, I, okay, I started eating plant-based. I'm hungry all the time. Yeah, you are for a while because you just... Making an adjustment. Yeah, your body's like, whoa, what happened? Okay. And the plants are more easily digestible. So they they crank through. Body knows exactly what to do with that, which means you have to put more in. Eventually, your body will... Re- you know, it will find its equilibrium again and it will balance out and you'll get accustomed to how often you should eat and what kinds of foods keep you full longer. And why does food need to keep you full longer? Why can't you just eat again? Yeah. <laughs> right? Like, that's the thing. People yeah. say, like, protein keeps you full longer. Why does, why does it, why, why does do you need it, to yeah. be kept full longer? Just right. eat again. Yeah. <laughs> you're, you're never too far from a grocery store or a kitchen. So it's not like when we lived out in the woods, you know, it's not right. the same thing. Yeah. You're not in survival mode. You can mm-hmm. go and get something to eat, especially if you're <laughs> living a regular metropolitan or even suburban life. You always have access to food. Just go get something. <laughs> and if you're eating more, you're, you're probably, your meals are probably smaller, mm-hmm. but you're eating more, more, more yeah. which actually is great for metabolism because it keeps a myth. metabolism Urban up. legend. What is? That you have to, that eating more meals, eating smaller meals more frequently is better for your metabolism. You think it's a myth? Urban legend. Let's take that up on a future episode. Mm. Challenge accepted. You're wrong. Okay, cool. Y'all heard that, right, uh, listeners? Okay. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. Lisa, be the tiebreaker here. Uh, nope, I'm just scared. <laughs> <laughs> no, just sitting over here in the corner, just okay. wondering what happens next. <laughs> no, I think that that's a good topic. I I actually timing yes, food timing. In in my mind, it makes sense that if you're eating smaller meals, um, and you're you know you're kind of burning and refueling and burning and refueling, then that's more sustainable. Um, but I don't know if it's necessarily true, scientifically true or not. So, yeah, let's make it an episode. Cool. Y'all heard <laughs> it. Y'all heard it. Okay, two more questions. Is it hard being black and vegan, y'all? Barize. Uh, it's hard being black. Period. <laughs> <laughs> my, my initial answer. <laughs> and it's also hard being vegan. So... Yes. <laughs> Which, let's just qualify. No, no, we no, are no. not 100% vegan yeah, on this team. We are plant-based, and we need to make that distinction because... Not 100% black either, but this oh, is, that's yeah. a story okay. for another oh, day. Okay. Okay. <laughs> right. um, we are plant-based. The rails, yeah. <laughs> I like it when April runs the episode. This is fun for me. Um, so, I, I would, so it's not hard. I, I'm, I take that back. I was really just being funny. It's not hard being black. Um, so what I, what I think about, 
but when I think about the challenges, we have to edit that out. <laughs> no, no, Eddie. Mm, no editing. <laughs> the, the challenges of a traditional um, African American diet um, and that of a plant based diet, there aren't a lot of overlapping um, themes, right? So I remember recently having a conversation oh, with my niece about macaroni and cheese, you know, and that. <sighs> And really in the black community, even plant-based foods are often flavored with meat products. Or cheese, dairy. Right. And so, yes, I think that if you think about kind of like what your parent, your mother used to cook or your grandmother used to cook, um, you probably will have to change what you decide to eat. Because mm-hmm. quinoa was not on their menu. Faux show. I would say, you know... We speak from the black experience because we're all black women, but I think in any place or wherever you're from, if uh, being vegan is outside of the lines of what you're used to, it's going to be difficult. Um, you know, even I don't know if you grew up in a place where all you ate it was like pasta and cheese. Um, I would imagine for maybe like French people, it could be a little bit hard to be vegan because they have cheese on everything and butter on everything. And so... Um, but specifically for this question, uh, I saw this guy on Instagram the other day, and he went on a little um, rant. I wouldn't call it a rant, but kind of, <laughs> but not really. But he was saying that, you know, he hates it when people, when, you know, maybe other black people will come up to him and say, like, why are you, you know, trying to be vegan? Like, you know, you're a black man. Why are you trying to be vegan? And one thing that he said was our diet as Black people in this country has not served us, really. When you look at the type of issues that Black people have. High blood pressure. Yeah. Heart disease. Yeah. He said it hasn't served us. So Diabetes. Why would I continue to eat those things if I know that changing my diet is going to help me live a longer and more productive life? It shouldn't matter what somebody else is eating, if that thing is not serving them, then why do I feel compelled to eat those things just because they are eating them, you know? And he goes a little bit more into that, like, mentality of, uh, you know, maybe staying under where you should be um, because you want to stay where everybody else is. Mm -hmm. Um, And I thought that that was a really interesting perspective of, I'm not going to continue to eat something that's bad for me and is not serving me just because it makes everybody else feel comfortable um, because it's easier for them to feed me and it's easier for them to feel comfortable in my space and it's easier for them. Um, And I do think in the black community, it is hard. Yeah, it is hard. Didn't um, I'm sorry again. No, I was just going to say because of the way that, you know, we eat. Didn't Jindy write a blog post about going to her family reunion last summer? Mm-hmm. Yep. And so I was thinking about like, what are the typical foods at a black family reunion? Nothing vegan. Right. Fried chicken. Yep. Mashed potatoes. Ribs. Mm-hmm. Collard greens. Collard greens with ham hocks. With, yep. Or turkey necks. Um, mac and cheese. Mac and cheese. Potato salad, maybe. Potato salad. Coleslaw. Mm. First of all, nothing green. Sweet potato pie. Collard, <laughs> oh. collard greens. Yeah. But, oh, uh, but, 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 but and usually green beans, also flavored with ham or some other meat. Mm-hmm. And I also don't banana pudding. They're almost not even nutritional. Right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, so really, 
Besides the potato salad, which probably has eggs, which aren't isn't really vegan, mm -hmm. and the coleslaw, depending on the mayo you use, which probably also has eggs, may not be vegan. There really aren't any healthy options or even any vegan options in that group. Maybe mm -hmm. cornbread. <laughs> so I don't I don't know. So I don't think that being. Uh, I'm going to edit this question for plant-based or vegan, e either one. I don't think that um, being black has anything to do with the difficulty of how, what it is to be plant-based or vegan. The American diet, yeah. also generally speaking, is heavily um, animal product-based. Mm -hmm. And I say this having worked in a corporate environment where I'm working with people who are not black and mm -hmm. they're of all different kinds of nationalities. And they're just like, where's the chicken? Like put a, put lay out a luncheon where there's no meat. And people are like, where's the meat? You're starving us. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, what, what kind of, what kind of setup is this? Mm -hmm. And so the idea of like put quinoa down and put some collard greens and some green beans that are, you know, naturally and whole foods without any meat products and pe people will riot. Yeah. So I, I don't, I don't, I don't think the trend, the difficulty of being plant-based or vegan is black or white. It nope. is social. Yeah. Across the board. Cause yeah. think about the cuisines that are plant-based friendly. Indian, Thai. That's, that's pretty all I got. much it. <laughs> <laughs> Ethiopian. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's Ethiopian. true. Yeah. Um, so I think you're right that a Western diet typically is just not. Not just Western, no. not just I Western. I think if you no. go to, to Japan, they eat fish, right? And you can argue whether it's healthy or not or whatever, but like... Wait a second. Isn't the China study about the low incidence of cancer in China because they don't consume animal products? Generally speaking, yes. But that's Isn't in the China rural, near that's, Japan? That's in the rural, rural areas where they don't have money to eat yeah. meat, yeah. right? So it speaks to, again, like... Yeah, they're eating more rice and, and lentils and vegetables. because because they don't and vegetables because they don't have access to as much meat. They eat meat maybe a couple of times a week, if that. Mm -hmm. um, so I, I it's definitely social like and, and I'm not just American. I, I start with American. Yeah. We pick out some cuisines where we know we can navigate pretty easily in international cuisines. But it's really a. A social thing. I mean, I, I spend a lot of time with my friends who are Spanish speaking from across the Spanish speaking diaspora. And I have to say that, yeah, it's a thing of like, where's the chicken? Where, yeah, there's beans, but there's also a lot of cheese. I and was going to say, yeah, my friends lot had moved to Mexico. Pork. And, yeah. you know, they said cheese. They had cheese in every single meal. Yeah. yeah. How do you how, how would you go plant 100 percent plant based? If you, if you're, yeah. that's what your grandma lays out pupusas, which I'm just gonna lie, they are so good, yo. Yeah. Um, yeah, but it's full of cheese. Cheese. Yeah. Full of cheese. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I mean. If you didn't grow up eating plants, it's gonna be hard, no matter. Yeah. Okay. Last question. It's not really a question. This also comes from uh, Barize. Uh, eating out as a vegan. And I'm guessing she, she means to ask, is it difficult? Or what's it like eating out as a vegan? Well, since none of us are aficionados in the kitchen, I feel like we can answer. We're pretty well qualified to answer this question. <laughs> eating out. So I, I was thinking about this the last time I think that Lisa came to my house. She had stopped at Whole Foods and was 
so angry because. Oh, so mad. Yeah. It was that around Thanksgiving. A, that wasn't even like a plant-based meal and it was still like, ugh. It was around Christmas. Yeah, and all of the options were awful. I mean, it was Me. like some dried up chicken and some overcooked broccoli and mac and cheese. It was like my only options. And two of those things I don't eat and the, um, the broccoli honestly looked like it was like three days old. So then you ended up having to order some Thai food. Yeah, I did. I ended up ordering Thai food. Um, So I I think it depends. And we talk a lot about, or I should say April brainwashes me a lot about changing my mindset and reframing things. And so I think when I have the attitude of what I can eat and not what I can't eat, I do a lot better. Um, So when I was in Dallas, what you think of... Well, I mean, excuse me, my time in Texas when I lived there was amazing because they can smoke probably rattlesnake and it would taste awesome. Um, But they had this kale Caesar salad that was vegan and it was amazing. Uh, And so, you know, looking for just finding your things, right? If it's I'm going to order three sides and some french fries to satisfy my, you know, my I'm eating out, having fun thing, you know, get the spinach, asparagus, broccoli, and fruit fries, and have a good time. Mm-hmm. And I think I agree with that, but then I'm also on the other side of it where I'm like, try something new, too, because sometimes you can be really restricted when you're dining out because you're like, I can only eat this thing or that thing, and then they don't have this on the menu, so now what do I eat, you know? But if you try something new that, you know, you've never had before, I was... Um, having this conversation with somebody else and they were like, well, I hate to go somewhere and spend my money on food and then I don't like it. But but when you're dining out, I mean, you're really out for the experience. You're out to be with your friends and your loved ones. And so, I mean, to quote unquote waste, <laughs> you know, a couple of dollars on something that maybe you don't like, um, to me, it's not a big deal. I don't know how other people would feel about that. Um, and also, I feel like we live in Washington, D.C., and um, the restaurants are really accommodating. If you order something and you don't like it, they're like, okay, well, let's see what else we can get for you. Mm-hmm. And, you know, um, but it's better, I think, at least to try it because if, at least if you try it and then you're like, oh, I really like that. Now you have something at this restaurant when you go back that you know you can get. Mm-hmm. But if you don't ever do that, then you're always like, I don't know what I can get. And I think you become more familiar with ingredients, right? So the next time you see something like fennel or... Bok choy. Bok choy or something like that, you're like, oh, I had that before, and it was good, and it at least gives you a baseline. So Mm -hmm. I think get inventive and don't be afraid to, you know, quote-unquote, waste um, some money trying to to navigate. It's an adventure, right? It's an adventure. Um, I'm reading a book about, actually about money, about how to grow your wealth and and um, how to be authentic. And Does it involve magic beans? It doesn't. Oh, I haven't read that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but one thing that is coming up for me in the same, it talks about, you know, how, changing your mindset about money in this case was like, Okay, so sometimes some, you're going to have to do things you've never done before mm-hmm. because you're making a change. And people around you may are going to react to that. And they, the people who know and love you, they're, you know, people who have the scarcity mindset or who are like, 
a, a fearful mindset or like, no, what are you doing? You can't do that. You can't. That's risky. You, you can't leave your job. You can't do this. You can't do that. And she talks about, yeah, you're going to have to take that. Listen to that, but also recognize those th th those people who are coming from that mindset. Treat them with compassion. Recognize they're not where you're trying to be. Mm -hmm. So you have to keep going and find the tribe. She doesn't use the word tribe, but find the people who are where you want to be because they will help you not only get there, but go beyond, right? right? And I think of it in the same way, like I could dine with people that I know and love that naturally come into my social circle. We're talking about eating out. So I'm thinking you're, you generally, that means you're, you're eating out with other people. I could do that with people that come into my natural circle as a woman of color, um, you know, in many circles that I'm in, but the steakhouses don't do it for me, right? Outback's not gonna do it for me. And so, Sometimes in the journey, in the adventure, you have to find new people to dine with who are already where you are or yeah. already where, where you, you want to be. be so that it makes it easier because then they understand, oh, you have a gluten allergy? Me too. Yeah, that's why we picked this place because they have this really good kale Caesar. And then next thing you know, your food intolerances or allergies or preferences are not a thing anymore. You can actually talk about something Else. interesting. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Agreed. Yeah, agreed. It's that idea of like raising your vibration and finding other people who are on that vibration, who are on that wavelength with you, and then it becomes a lot less difficult. But that does mean you got to be willing to let go mm -hmm. of some old habits, mm -hmm. some old familiarities in order to get to something new. Get uncomfortable. Yeah. And if you are a new listener or new follower of ours on Instagram, you may not have seen on our website the restaurant guide that we offered in 2018. Um, 17. <laughs> well, it wasn't 17? 2017. It was in 2018. So um, we know. will maybe find a way to make that available again. Yeah. It's, uh, doesn't, it's not comprehensive, but it's a great start, especially if you're in the Washington, D.C. metro of places you can go, things you can look for, modifications you can uh, request uh, that will take some of the, the challenge of finding something to eat out of the experience so that you can just focus on the people that you want to be with. We'll link it to the episode. Oh, awesome. On the show notes. Yeah. I think you have to subscribe to be able to get it, but it's, I mean, for the price of your email address, it is well worth it. Because <laughs> <laughs> we're awesome. We're winners. Yes. <laughs> Any closing thoughts? Thank you to everyone who saw the story, responded, submitted a question. Hopefully we answered your question to satisfaction. If not, please reach out to us. We've got the private Facebook group. We've got the Insta feed. We do watch that. We do respond to direct we messages. Check all the messages. Um, so please, please, if there's something that's come up for you, something new, um, by all means, reach out to us. We'd love to see how we can support you and help you on your journey. Can we go back to how soon I should tell somebody I can't have their babies? Oh, goodness. <laughs> <laughs> I do feel like this is really important. Okay. I mean, maybe not to anybody but me. <laughs> Nobody weighed in on that. You're serious? Yeah, I don't know. Oh, I mean, well, we don't have to. I mean, how soon? Hmm. I don't know. I mean, I feel like, well, I'm after I love you. Right? Well, I'm over 40. So no, I feel like that, any sure. guy who steps to me is like, wants to have kids. I'm sorry. I'm, I may look Need younger. I may look younger than over 40, but I, I, I have no trouble saying it's not where I'm at right now. Even mm -hmm. if I, even if I were, um, 
biologically in a place where I felt like I wanted to have kids uh, emotionally and mentally. I'm, I have so many things I want to do that would be more of a challenge with children, especially small children. So I just, I don't have any trouble. So I, you, you're saying you do, you, you were trying to figure out how, when to bring it in. And for me, it's like, if that ever comes up, dude, um, yeah. Uh, well, kids come up pretty fast. I feel like in like dating world anyway. Right. Cause it is like, I do. Kids are a deal breaker. If I want kids and you don't, or if you already have a bunch, yeah, you know, kids are yeah, a I, deal breaker. Yeah, <laughs> so it yeah. comes up pretty early. Yeah. And in our, my age bracket, a lot of people have kids already in which case some people have grandkids yeah i just it's so crazy to me yeah my brother mm-hmm. has a grandchild well, yeah it's not i mean people no judgment people gotta live their life but. no 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 i, I mean yeah. i don't mean like it's crazy but just like if i think about it's like, crazy could i could i <laughs> i could be a grandmother what yeah, Oof. yeah. scary yeah. okay never mind thanks guys appreciate it um no no closing thoughts on the episode lisa Mm-mm. All right. Well, thank Wait, you for joining. Wait, did she just wind us up to like yep. extract us out? You wound us up. You didn't weigh in. I already said how I felt. So uh, this is what I was thinking. Um, felt like I'm about to say too much, um, which is probably most of the time. <laughs> if I if I am dating someone in my age or a little bit older, it's probably not going to be an issue, right? But I kind of like younger guys. So I think for them, they may have some expectation of starting a family that I'd be like, I'm sorry. That ship don't sailed. Hmm. Can't help you. Well, then I think you should get that settled pretty quickly. Yeah, don't worry. It comes up fast. Maybe I'll just listen to the podcast. Then I'll have to have a conversation. <laughs> that could work. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I think we're... Yeah, we're done. Ready to take us out. <laughs> We'll see you in the next episode. Thank you for listening. Please connect with us on social media at The Jealous Vegan on Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter, or at thejealousvegan.com and sign up for our newsletter to receive exclusive content to support your plant-based journey. And until then, don't let perfection be the enemy of progress.